where and how iPhones are sold, and does it make a difference? This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter to keep you up on all the latest from Mac Voices. Watch or listen to Mac Voices straight from your email client. Sign up at macvoices.com slash newsletter and stay up to date. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are in the chat room at youtube.com slash TV. Some of our friends are joining us already. We'd love to have you there as well, whether it's this Tuesday night, next Tuesday night, or any Tuesday night. That's You will find us here, and you will find us in the chat room. Come on in. It's, it, the water's fine. A um, number of things to get through, and we have quite the large panel tonight. Um, it's pre-Christmas, pre-holiday, something. I don't know. It's in the air, I guess, and everybody showed up. So let's go around the room, find out who's here, and then we'll get to some of the stories. In the corner of the Angels, David Ginsburg made it first in tonight. David, good to have you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Uh, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, good to see a great big panel here this week. Going to have, have a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Brittany Smith has taken the opposite corner. Brett, good to see you. Your your collection of helmets seems to grow. It, indeed, it has. Uh, my friend Derek, who's been on this show before, said it looks like uh, it, I'm a bounty hunter, and these are my trophies. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. So, are you a bounty hunter, and are you the are those your trophies? Why would I admit that? Mm-hmm. Well, I just thought I'd. Do try. you have any wiki braids? I'll never tell. Okay. (laughs) A true professional. (laughs) So, Jeff, do you have any Wookiee braids? Jeff Gamut. Now, Chuck, I thought we just established that that you don't ask, you don't tell. I mean, I could tell you, but then that takes the mystery out of our relationship. Okay. All right. Well... Regardless, then believe me, our relationship is mysterious. Um, hey, it's good to have you. Thanks for being here. Jim Ray, he has rebooted his router. He's uh, rested and ready to go. It is not a big panel. Well, it feels like it at times. I think 12 is a big panel. It's oh, kind of like okay. that crocodile dundee. That's not a knife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a reference I've met a lot of people don't yeah. know, but I like it. Long time. I like it. Depends on yeah. the age of your audience, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. <laughs> I think they, they all know it, except Brittany. <laughs> my, my brother Maybe just got young person explained what a cassette tape was. Wow. <laughs> well, I, we had a, a, a 12-year-old girl come to the door a few years ago. She was selling, like, tickets for school volleyball team or something and somehow we got to chatting and she wanted to know if the world was in color when i was a kid (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great oh well at least she's thinking yeah that's true that's true eric bolden has appeared uh if you missed his grant entrance it's very cool the way he just scales up uh like he's coming up out of the mist eric good to see you 
Hello. I'm I'm enjoying the heat wave in Wisconsin for you know a little bit longer before the rest of the country's cold shows up. Okay, and what does wave? But it's it's 34, so it's been warm today. So okay, (laughs) yeah. In which part of Wisconsin are you? Uh, at the moment I'm in Madison. Oh, okay. I was there last summer. Great it place during the summer. <laughs> it was warmer then. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, Eric, I'm trying to figure out when when Mark asked you where you were, why did you look over your shoulder? It's like it, well, you had to, to identify. Earlier <laughs> today, I was not in Madison, and I'm thinking, oh, well, and yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I've been moving around a bunch. I had to quick check. <laughs> I didn't know if you had a sign window, over like, there. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know where yeah. I am. <laughs> Andrew, Orr, we haven't seen you for a while. Welcome back. It's good to have you. Thank you. You know, I I just want to say, Eric, I don't think I ever knew that you're Wisconsin. I'm from uh, I'm in Michigan, and um, so far our weather has been kind of mild, but we did get some snow within the past week. So that, but the temperature has still been kind of mild. I guess like it's been thirties. What part of Michigan are you from? Uh, I'm in the Upper Peninsula. I'm in uh, the city called Escanaba. Oh, wow. Hardcore. <laughs> That's a small <laughs> town. <laughs> I've heard of it. Is that Indian for frozen <laughs> frozen fingers? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> UP. Uh, yep. So last but absolutely not least, Mark Fuccio. And tonight he's sporting a background Hello. that I, I'm personally not familiar with, but maybe some of you are. Mark, what uh, what is the back? What's the significance of tonight's background? Oh, that's uh, you know that's uh, Logan Roy from the uh, you know, TV you know, the, the series Succession. You know who was uh, you know, sort of a rich, uh, grumpy you know you know old guy who's uh, made billions and billions and billions of dollars and. The series is set, you know, sort of a, you know, adaptation of King Lear. He wants to give his uh, kingdom over to one of his children, but he can't decide which. So they're all sort of fighting, competing with each other. And, uh, you know, he has this great expression, you know, that starts with an F and ends in off. And, you know, just looking at some of the stories for tonight, you know, um, he came to mind or his expression came to mind and he did. So that's where we okay. are. So a grumpy guy who's made millions, uh, like Jeff Gamut. Billions, billions, and billions. Bil- no, billions, yeah. billions, so, billions. So not like me. So not like you. Okay. You only made millions. You didn't make the billions, Jeff. No, no But really, billions. let's show hands here. Who, Besides me, who else has seen this series? Oh, my God. I've seen, I've seen an episode, <laughs> dude. I haven't watched it consistently. Oh, okay. Okay. We're sorry. I'm not uh, sorry. Yeah, hey guys, <laughs> you have something out there. You go and go and uh, I forget what network it's on. I just know the channel number, but it's HBO. Uh, uh, it's a great show. It really draws you in, you know. And uh, HBO. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, you know, we're on hiatus with season four, which comes out next June. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's where it is. Okay. Well, something for us all to add to our watch lists. Um, okay, so first thing tonight, I'm throwing them in the chat rooms as we go. Um, this is a report from The Verge that says only a quarter of U.S. 
iPhones are sold through Apple. And I've, I've listened to a number of people comment on this like it's a bad thing. And I'm curious to see, you know, how the panel splits. Is this a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Is it a big deal? Oh. Or is it just Apple selling iPhones? So, you know, is is that it? Mark, you're you're anxious to jump in? I, I think it's probably a non-event. I think had they checked, you know, last year or year before, uh, you know, they would have found a similar thing. I, I suspect we're in a light news period, so they're looking around for any set of facts to you know, tried to drum up uh, to news. I mean, why is this surprising? No. Why? You know, there's way, way more, you know, ATT and Verizon and T-Mobile retail stores than there are Apple. So, you know, I think, uh, I think, you know, it's, it's an interesting fun fact. You know, I really would like to know the precise number. 75% just sounds like a uh, swag, you know, or scientific wild ass guess, but um yeah, uh, there should be no surprise. I don't think uh, in that because I've noticed uh, recently. Uh, uh, oh, I've seen a number of football games over the past couple of weeks, and that's a sport for you other guys in the panel. Um, you know, I've seen some 49ers and other games, and it seems to me that there's an inordinate amount of uh, commercials for iPhone, uh, followed by you know Google Phone. In, what is it, the Google 7 Pixel. or something? Pixel Pi- Google Pixel 7, and then followed mm-hmm. by you know, you know, a variety of you know fast food p- pizza delivery places whose names shall be unmentioned. But, uh, I mean, I saw that, and it seems to me maybe the more interesting point, or at least to me at least, is that they seem to be pushing uh, the 12s in various models. It seems that uh, they're not pushing the, you know, sorry, not the 12s, the 14s. They don't seem to be pushing the uh, you know, 14 uh, Pro. So I'm wondering if maybe that's something Apple is sort of reserving for itself and if that's uh, what uh, you know they're selling at their stores. So Maybe they can't get them. Yeah, well, Apple is, isn't even pushing the, the Pro on their own website. You, you hit the Apple webpage and you'll see the yeah. iPhone 14. 14 and you have plus. to click through to go find the 14 Pro. Yeah, it's is that different because you can't past? get one until next year. Right, right. It is different from your from uh, from other launches uh, where the pro models were more readily available. And I think right. at the launch they were promoting the pro more. They were, and, and then mm-hmm. they were like, "Uh oh, we did too good of a job of promoting this." <laughs> yeah. So SWAT sell what's available today. I'm, I'm not hey. surprised. I'm not surprised about this because the fact of the matter is all the carriers are really pushing to, to sell phones. They give them a lot more interesting incentives than what Apple does. Apple does take the advantage of when you sell, when you buy an Apple uh, an iPhone from the Apple store, any of the carriers um, that are offering any t- types of deals, they, they are able to take advantage of them as well. So, I mean, I enjoy the experience at the Apple Store. I think most of us do here. Um, but uh, I think many of the carriers, I think a lot of normal uh, customers, not unlike us, being the, the geeks that we are, uh, like to go into the carriers because 
they're used to it. They're used to going into those locations and they, you know, they, they've worked with T-Mobile or AT&T or Verizon, whoever it is, and they're used to working with them and it's easier to get to. And there's not as many Apple stores. So, I mean, it really all is the experience that you want to have. And you know, I've gone to T-Mobile stores plenty of times, but I still think the Apple store experience is so much better. Jeff, you wanted, you had a, a thought. I know. Uh, my thought was seriously, this is something the Verge felt they needed to cover. Yeah. <laughs> the real news here is that the Verge covered this, not not what the content <laughs> is. Right. Uh, and Dave totally nailed it. There's a lot more locations where you can buy uh, iPhones outside of Apple stores than there are Apple stores. Right. So, of course more iPhones are sold outside of Apple's own stores. And um, I, I I guess they just really couldn't find anything else to cover. So this was it. Well, the, the only reason I brought it up is because I've, I've seen some commentary, heard some commentary, depending on, you know, what medium we're talking about over the last few days since this came out that, or the last few hours, I guess, come to think of it, um, as we're doing this, since it came out, that this represents a weak spot in in Apple's distribution or dif- Apple's mindshare or something. And and I'm I'm with you guys. I don't get it because all it says to me is that everybody out there wants to sell an Apple iPhone because they're making money on it, and so and it makes it just that much easier <clears throat> to get an iPhone, and so. If anything, I think this shows that it's a strength that there's that much interest in retailers having an iPhone to to sell. So yeah. I just I feel like I kind of I kind of miss that. Well, presumably Apple makes more margin when they sell directly. They do. So sure. Um, but I I I was surprised by this story, but then I am in a place where there are three Apple stores within five to 10 miles of where I'm sitting right now. So that's not, you know, the universal experience everywhere, but you know, also the Apple stores, they're always busy. So um, (laughs) if that's, you know, if that's 25% of the business, I mean, they couldn't possibly serve a hundred percent of the business out of the Apple stores that exist. Um. Interesting point. Cletus in the chat room says uh, it's eight hours for him to the nearest Apple store and that he buys online. Well, there you go. Um, There you go. And so there's another part of it, not just the carriers online purchases too. Right. Yeah. But I thought that that story was claiming that that 25% was all of Apple's direct sales online and through stores. I'd have to go reread it again, but I thought could be. Yeah, yeah. we have to reread it. But when I read it, I read it the other day, and so I'm curious. Out of this group, how many? Let's see. How should we do this? Okay, so first off, how many buy directly from Apple and go to an Apple store to get the phones? Well, this last one I bought online, but usually I go and pass on the store. Well, that was going to be my next. I did that too. So I think that counts, right? Yeah. That's a very broad question you ask. Well, I was going to ask because I buy from, I buy directly from Apple, but I do it mail by mail or, you know, whatever, simply because my 
Apple Store, the closest one is not convenient. I mean, it's, it's I could do it, but it's just as easy to have FedEx or UPS or whomever drop it off for me on the morning that it's that it arrives. Yeah. So oh, well, I'm like two and a half miles from Apple's you know headquarters. So for me, it's a simple journey you know, to the visitor center at the spaceship. Right. Okay. So Brad says, or they're, or, they're, uh, or they're old campus as well. So I mean. I have no shortage of Apple stores here. So, um, yeah, yeah, I tend to, I, I ordered, I want it the same day. So I'm just don't have the patience to wait for the delivery. Yeah. Brad says in the chat room, it's the activation and the discount at the carrier stores plus the location. Yeah. But, you know, I, I always went to a store before because of the activation, but this year, and this year was the first time I ever bought on launch day. You know, I did the, get up and order it right away. I'd never done that before. And wow, the activation was so easy. They've got it so down now. Uh, so that's probably how I'll do it from now on. Because I, you know, before I always liked going into the store and have them do it. And I think, you know, maybe that was valid years ago. Remind uh, us, Jim, you upgraded from a six or a seven? An eight. An eight, okay. Eight to a fourteen, but it was so super easy. You just put like one over the years. other. Um, yeah, yeah. Eric, um, how about you? Do you do you visit an Apple store? Do you do mail by mail? How, how do you handle it? I've kind of done all three. Um, since to get home, I I need to use two different carriers. I have more than one phone that I update. Um, and I had, um, one year where I, I wanted to get a phone, but everything was out. And the only people that had a phone was one of the AT&T stores still had a phone left in stock. And they happened to also have a relatively decent trade-in, um, deal at the time. Um, the only thing I hadn't realized was the trade-in deal involved not getting a new phone for a significant amount of time. Um, which is was later on somewhat annoying, um, because they basically paid you for the trade in over you know multiple years, not right when you handed the phone over. And if you said, Oh, I'll just pay off the phone, you didn't get the rest of your trade in value, so you got much less for the phone. That's crappy, yeah, yeah that's. Uh, but that the AT&T seems to do that a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, and then they offer you an early trade-in deal. And then, then what you get for the trade-in match is almost exactly what everybody else is paying. Um, but if you stay for the extra six months, then, you know, you get a bunch extra. Um, that was kind of annoying. I'm still coming out ahead since I do two phones. So I just upgraded the other one. But I was originally going to put all my numbers on the same phone. Now I have to wait until next summer. Wait a minute. Why? I, I'm sorry. I, I missed that part. Why do you have to wait till next summer? Because I'm still under contract with the AT&T phone. And if I pay it off and take it off contract, then they stop paying. Because the way they do the trade-in is they pay you a subsidy on your phone bill every single month. Oh, Okay. So if you stop it, pay it off early, you then don't get the subsidy for the remaining months. And, you know, I've got like five or seven months left of 30 bucks, which is enough for me to 
say, yeah, I can just wait. Wow. This is one of the reasons why I buy my phone outright unlocked. Yeah. Andrew, I think there's an article here for you on the the questionable practices of some of the carriers because (laughs) that, I mean, that really is, uh, I I guess there's nothing, there's nothing, I don't know. That just, that doesn't feel good. I mean, that, that feels like that's the ultimate lock-in. And, you know, I, I, I think that if you're not planning on getting a new phone, it kind of can work. But my objection is, you know, two years later, they're they're selling you on, oh, you can do an early upgrade to the next phone. And they're not really clear on if you actually take them up on it, then, then you don't get the rest of your trade-in value. Or when you get the next phone. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Interesting. Well, I, I just, I, again, this jumped out at me just because of the reaction people had. And, you know, I, I think it was, I'm not sure Jeff was the one that said, you know, why is this news? I'm not sure that it is, but it's, people react. Well, you know so how we all buy our phones. It. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, next one. Um, we seem we we all, we have these stories come out every time we have a new major uh, iOS upgrade. This is from the Mac Observer. iOS 16 adoption rate hits close to 69 percent for iPhones. So, Jim, I wanted you to oh. specifically comment on this. I, <laughs> wake up, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jim. So much of the time, I think what we've we've often heard in the past is this is really important to developers. Because they want to make sure that you have the latest and greatest so that their brand hot new software will run on it. Does that still hold true in today's world? Sure. Why wouldn't it? It depends on the software release, right? They don't, not everyone is going to release something that will break an app or make it less useful, but some of them do. Um. You know, I guess the more important number is what's the percentage that are still running in older, you know, older versions of, you know, older operating systems. And mm-hmm. how how many customers are you willing to essentially say, you're not my customer? Um, so it's more of an issue with Mac OS, I think, because... There are a lot more people running older versions of macOS than of uh, of iOS. You know, there's still quite a few people running Mojave, and even some still running High Sierra, even Sierra. So, for example, Panorama still supports Sierra. At some point, probably going to drop that, but I know I'll have people complaining. On iOS, I don't think that, you know, there's probably even iOS 14. There probably aren't very many people using it. I'm wondering if one of the big adoption uh, uh, limiters for iOS are uh, people that hold on to their iPhones long enough that they can't upgrade to the newest operating system. I don't think that's, I mean, so... It's 69%. That means 31% haven't done it. 
I'm pretty sure the number of people that have phones in active use that won't support uh, iOS 16 is way lower than 31%. Oh, of course. I yeah, I think I'm just those numbers what only percentage. count phones that can upgrade. Oh, okay. I could be right. wrong about that. I don't know about um, that. But they didn't, they were not aggressive this year, um, which I actually appreciate because sometimes they are overly aggressive. Um, I was shocked that my husband wasn't on the new operating system and he was like, well, it hasn't prompted me yet. And this was mid-October. Or wasn't this one like the last one that you had to scroll down a little bit further to see? That that was dependent on which phone you had and the size of the screen. Yeah, but but they're also still up, updating fifteen point seven point two. Just came out today as well. So yeah, uh, so and that's a new thing they never did before. Yeah. Yep. And but also, this- re- uh, also recently, I forget. I think it might have been like maybe iOS fifteen, where um, Apple kind of split up their system updates, where there's the major releases, and now people on the older versions have a choice to either upgrade to the uh, major version or continue with the, you know, 15.x security updates, for example. Right. It, it started actually with 15 because in 14, it wasn't doing it yet. But then when we went from 14 to 15, the, we had options to wait. So some people did wait for a period of time, staying on iOS 14, and then went to 15 after probably some more, probably went six months before they finally upgraded. So it seems like it was a trend that Apple started, you know, at that point. So then they continued it on in 16. Um, but you're right, uh, Brittany, they're not, they're just not forcing it as of yet. So, you know, if he doesn't, doesn't feel that he needs to update yet, then he's not like us, right? <laughs> well, and, and, and I realized my parents hadn't been prompted either. And here I'd been editing messages this whole time. And what it, all it did right. was just give them a stack of edited messages, which is super annoying. Yeah. Um, and, and just so many of the people that are just regular people in my life didn't upgrade. Even still, some haven't. So, yeah, it, it was weird because those seemed like such banner features. I really thought more people would actively pursue it than did earlier. It, it's also interesting to me that it seemed it, it feels it feels like this is completely anecdotal, but it feels like. There's not as much concern about updating iOS devices or iPad OS devices as there is about upgrading Mac devices. And I don't know if that's because of the the basic structure of the operating system, but it seems like folks have a lot less problems um, with iOS upgrades than with the, the the major system upgrades on the Mac. And I don't know, Jim, I'll look to you again. I mean, is that a developer? Is that a because of the way developers build the apps, or is it because of the number of changes that Apple makes to some of the major operating systems, or is it just the nature of programming for an old operating system versus one of the new, more modern ones? Well, macOS is way more complicated than iOS, and it's way more complicated in terms of all the combinations and and stuff that are possible. Um, And macOS also you know, it has this long history. So, for example, I mentioned that a lot of users, you know, not a lot, but 
there are still a significant number of users running Mojave. Well, that, it's probably more than Catalina, I would guess. I don't have any numbers to prove that, mm -hmm. but I would guess that. And it's because Apple made a big transition. Mojave still runs 32-bit apps and carbon apps, and Catalina dropped mm -hmm. that. So there are people that are like, I have this app that I want to keep using. Um, so I just won't upgrade the operating system beyond where that app doesn't work. Um, for example, there was an older, the previous version of Panorama, Panorama 6, the Mojave is the last version that will run, run on. And there are customers that are like, I don't want to upgrade to Panorama 10. And this is so important that, you know, I'm just going to keep using Mojave until the machine breaks. Um, and, you know, we still hear from people, you know, every week that and now their machine broke and they're like, how do I, how do I move into, into now? And of course it's, it's more of a pain for them than it would have been if they'd done it in the first place. But there's, there's, you know, a lot of people have software like that and Apple tends to have more breaking changes, um, <clears throat> between versions of Mac OS things like audio software, you know, don't work or changes to scripting. So, um, you know, I think there's a, a, a lot, lot more people that are like, you know, everything works. I don't want to touch it. Uh, because I, you know, I have that experience every time I, you know, increment, uh, an operating system version, then it's like, Oh, okay. Spend a month or two going around. That's broken. That's broken. Stuff like that. So, and, and I think on iOS there isn't that complexity. Um, there's there's not that legacy of older, you know. I mean, they they did used to have 32 bit, but people weren't so attached to to that software. And and also I think you know people people are using software on the Mac to like run their business or organization or something like that. And they've built workflows. Again, that's not so true about, about iOS. You know, it tends to be personal devices and yeah, if I can't use this piece of software, okay, fine. Then I'll use something else, but it's not going to be like, Oh, I can't ship my product out the door or, you know, we can't do x-rays because, you know, there's, a new version of iOS or whatever. Um, but on Mac, that that's definitely the case. The panel is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to talk more about upgrades on iOS and Mac and why one seems to be always a little bit ahead of the other as far as adoption percentage. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by BackBeatMedia at BackBeatMedia.com 
bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.